Again, we return to Jimmy Allen and his air adventures. Up on a training flight, while Speed is instructing Jimmy, both left struts crack and break loose. Unable to stand the strain, both wings rip loose with rending crashes. Speed and Jimmy bail out in their parachutes. Reaching ground safely, they examine the wreck of the training plane. The two discover that a mysterious liquid has been applied in some way to the metal struts. This liquid has eaten into the metal, causing it to give way. Jimmy and Speed are driven back to town by a girl, Nadine Hammond, who has seen the accident. Upon arriving at the airport, Flash Lewis privately informs Jimmy that Mike Jones is to meet Shorty Mason and Major Moto in his office at 9 o'clock that evening. It is now a quarter of nine. The long beam of the airport beacon is sweeping its ceaseless vigil across the night sky. Is that you, Dick? Right here, Jimmy. But what's up? Oh, gee, Dick. I'm glad my phone message got to you in time. You remember I told you I was going to need your help? You bet I do. The one I said to you then goes now. I know it. If I hadn't found you, I would have had to ask somebody else. Now, Flash Lewis, probably. That might not have been so good. Well, why not, Jimmy? I'm sure Flash Lewis is okay. Oh, so do I, Dick. But after all, Flash is working for Mike Jones. I'm sure Flash would help me all right, but we may get caught doing what I want to do tonight. And if Flash was along, it would mean his job. I'm sure of that. I see what you mean, Jimmy. And this must have something to do with Mike Jones. Right you are. Hey, maybe you don't know what happened this morning. Well, if you mean about you and Speed bailing out, I know all about that. Flash told me about it this afternoon. Then it was in the evening papers with pictures of the wrecked plane and everything. Fine. Then I don't have to go over that. Well, anyway, when Speed and I got back to the field, I found out there was going to be a meeting tonight at 9 o'clock between Mike Jones, Shawnee Mason, and this Major Moto at Mike's office. Now, you know, I told you the other day I thought something queer was going on. And I thought this would be a good chance to find out if my hunch was right. Okay, I'm with you. Just tell me what you want me to do. Well, I don't know just yet, Dick. But just stick with me and be ready for anything. The first thing is to go over to Central Flying School. But let's don't cut straight across here. Let's go around the Grand National Airways hangars. That will bring us back of the school. From there, we can sneak up on the outside of the office building. I don't want anyone to see us on the way. Okay, Jimmy, let's go. So you heard about our accident, did you, Dick? Yes, I did. But Flash had barely started to tell me about it when Mike Jones came along and told him to shut his mouth. He ordered him not to say anything more about the accident to anyone. Later on, I saw Mike talking to Shorty Mason. Their faces were as long as a Mississippi River. Well, their faces will be longer than that, Dick, before Speed and I get through with them. Why, what do you mean, Jimmy? Listen, but don't say a word of this to anyone. But there was something phony about that accident today, Dick. Speed said so himself. Wings don't go flying off airplanes without any reason. Well, what caused those struts to break, Jimmy? We don't know for sure. But Speed got hold of the CAA and their inspectors came out to the wreck right away. When they reached the crash, they found Mike Jones and Shorty Mason there ahead of them. They were dismantling the ship ready to bring it in. And believe me, the chief inspector was plenty sore about that. You know, after an airplane accident, the wrecked ship is supposed to remain just where it is until it has been inspected by the department. You mean you think they were trying to cover up something? Well, it looked that way. But Speed had already taken one of the broken struts back with him, and he had given it to the department. Well, what did he find out? Plenty. It had been treated with some kind of powerful acid, which would eat into the metal and cause it to break like a piece of cardboard. Well, can you tie that? It doesn't look very good for Mike Jones and Shorty Mason, does it? You better, does it. Well, here's the hangar. Hey, listen, would you? That wind is sure blowing tonight. 
But that's a good thing, too. It won't be so easy for anyone to hear us when we get outside the office building. Quick. Quick, Nick. Lie down in the shadow here a minute. There's a car going over to the school, and I don't want him to see us. Okay, Jimmy. Say, I know whose car that is. What? Whose is it? What's the one Major Moto drives? You're sure of that? Absolutely. I saw him in it this noon. Hmm. Well, all right, Dick, come on. Yeah, he's around on the other side now. Shorty Mason's probably there already. I don't want to miss a thing. Well, here's the office building. Look, Jimmy, there's a light in Mike Jones' office. Good. Come on now, Dick. We'll creep along this wall and get right under the window. Hey, I sure hope he leaves the window open a little. He probably will. It's a warm night. Well, there's one thing certain. I don't think they'll hear us. Boy, listen to that wind whistle around the corner of the building. We're almost there, Jimmy. Shh. Don't say anything more, Dick. Now, I'll stand by the side here, and you crouch down under the windowsill. Okay, Jimmy. I don't know about that, Shorty. Not after what happened this morning. Ah, uh, don't worry, Mike. But they certainly were lucky. Lucky? Huh. You're telling me. I don't like the looks of things, I can tell you that. Those CAA inspectors... Ah, uh, them dumb guys. They won't find anything. I wouldn't be too sure about that, Shorty. What about those holes? They probably won't even look at the upper ends. Beg pardon, gentlemen. I am not concerned with Jimmy Allen and Speed Robertson. I beg your pardon, Major, but I'm afraid you are. This Speed Robertson and Jimmy Allen are as dangerous to you as they are to us. Uh, gentlemen, I am only interested in obtaining plans. Don't worry, Major. You'll have copies of all the plans. But what about the rest of that dough? Dough? I do not understand. He means coin, Major. Kopex, Mazuma, cash, money. Money? No more money until I have plans. Say, Mike, what was that noise? Ah, you're getting jumpy, Shorty. That's nothing but the wind. Well, if you ask me, it ain't healthy to be sitting around here talking with that window open. Well, maybe you're right. Come on, Dick. Let's get away from here. Okay, Jimmy. Say, what were they talking about? And what were those plans they mentioned? Did you hear anything they said, Dick? You bet I did, Jimmy. All right, then listen. Don't say anything to anyone about what you just heard. I may want you to repeat it later, but when that time comes, I'll let you know. Well, I've got to leave you now. I've got to see somebody right away. See you in the morning. Okay, Jimmy. So long. So long, Dick. Hey, you kid, what are you doing here? I want to see Captain Sweeney if he's around. Well, he ain't here often in the evenings, but it so happens he's here tonight. What's your name? Jimmy Allen, sir. Oh, you're Jimmy Allen, eh? I've heard of you before. Well, you stay right where you are, and I'll call Captain Sweeney. Thank you, sir. Never mind us, sir. I'm just a night watchman here. Captain Sweeney? Oh, Captain Sweeney. What is it? There's a kid here by the name of Jimmy Allen who wants to see you. All right, bring him in. Come on, kid. Well, hello, Jimmy. How are you? That'll be all. I'm fine, Captain Sweeney. Come in my office here, Jimmy, and have a seat. Close that door behind you. 
have you got on your mind, Jimmy? It must be very important to bring you down here at this time of night. By the way, uh, how did you know I was here? Oh, I didn't, sir. I just took a chance. But here's what I came to talk to you about. It's my understanding that this new jet-propelled fighter being built here at the factory is extremely valuable. Isn't that true? Well, I'm not sure that I understand you right, Jimmy. Uh, that depends on what you mean by valuable. I mean that it's such a wonderful plane that any foreign country would be very eager to have one just like it. Because if they didn't, and they ever went to war with the United States, our Air Force would be much better than theirs. Well, what you say is very true, but uh, where did you get those ideas? You didn't think them all out yourself, did you? No, not entirely. I... I asked someone else. Whom did you ask? Speed Robertson. You asked Speed Robertson, huh? And he told you all about that? Yes, sir. But he didn't mention the subject to me himself. I asked him about it. Well, I'm glad you came down here. I expect Mr. Russell here any minute now, and... We may have something very important to tell you. You can tell me anything you want, Captain Sweeney. I believe that. And I want you to know that you and Mr. Russell can trust me. I believe that too, Jimmy. You know, after my talk with you and Mr. Russell the other day, I felt quite sure that things weren't just as they should be. And I also felt that you and Mr. Russell suspected Speed Robertson of doing something wrong. That must be Russell now. Come in. There's that gentleman you're expecting. Well, hello, Mr. Russell. Uh, you know Jimmy Allen here. Sure I do. How are you, Jimmy? Fine, Mr. Russell. That's all. Close the door behind you. Mr. Russell, uh, Jimmy Allen here has been doing some thinking along lines that we're very much interested in. Just continue, Jimmy. What else have you been thinking? Well, if this new plane is so extremely valuable, some foreign nation might send an agent or a spy here to steal the plans of the ship. Of course, that may sound as... If I've been reading some dime novels, but believe me, I haven't. Not at all, Jimmy. But had you ever thought of the possibility that some foreign country might hire an American to steal these plans? Why, no, I hadn't. Well, I didn't think any American would even think... Well, of... uh, when you get older, Jimmy, you'll find out that some men will do anything for money. But tell me, uh, what are you driving at? Do you have any definite suspicions? Yes, I do. All right. Captain Sweeney and I feel sure you're on the level. I feel justified in taking you to our confidence, Jimmy. Part of the plans of the jet plane have been stolen from this factory. If you have any information that'll help us, if there's any way you can aid us, tell us at once. We feel sure that Jimmy has information that will amaze Captain Sweeney and Mr. Russell. Perhaps you too would be interested. If so, don't fail to hear the next exciting episode of The Air Adventures of Jimmy Allen. <laughs> 